Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is, Are You Thirsty? Let's pray. Father, we come to you today hungry for your word, hungry for more of you. Father, we're just so thankful that you're a giving God. You freely give us more and more and more. The more we seek your word, the more you give us and the more free we become. So we're thankful, Father, for what you're going to do today, Father. And we come hungry, ready to receive and be a doer of your word. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, folks, we're going to talk today about being thirsty. Are you thirsty? And more specifically, are you thirsty for God? There are many references to water in the Bible in a supernatural sense. Some examples are the living water that springs up into eternal life. And if we drink that water, we will never thirst again. And the water is also mentioned to cleanse the sinner by the washing of the water of the Word of God. So water in the Bible is kind of like the Bible as a whole being compared to an onion. The more you peel the onion, the Bible, the more revelation you get. And water has multiple layers and meanings in the Bible too. But strongly, it suggests that the living water of the Bible is tied to the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, water or rain was associated with the blessing of God. Let's start today in Revelations 21, verses 6 through 8 in the New King James. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Folks, God is the beginning and the end. He will give of the fountain of water of life freely to him who thirsts. Notice, folks, this fountain of water of life is freely given to those who thirst. One of the many lies of the devil is getting people to believe that God is love, and he is, so that a loving God won't leave anyone in darkness, and he won't, and he didn't. People choose to ignore God's free will gift Jesus. This fountain of living water, and they choose darkness rather than light. 7. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. My friends, notice those that overcome shall inherit all things, and God will be their God. Much of the overcoming is putting down our fleshly desires and the persecution from the devil's followers and the attacks of the devil. Remember, resist the devil, and he'll flee from us. 8. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Notice, folks, two of the things in this important list of those that choose a burning darkness. Number one, unbelievers of Jesus. And number two, the sexually immoral which covers much of the end times perversion, ungodly marriages, and relations, and then the easy disposal of the inconvenience of improper, adulterous sexual relations, a poor, innocent, unborn child. The world's solution is to run that problem through a blender and into a 55-gallon drum for disposal. Don't be fooled into thinking 
The fountain of life will not have the final say in these horrible sins. By the way, the Holy Ghost has shown me that much of the reason we are in this position in America today is that the church has not preached enough against these two ungodly issues and just let them slide so we wouldn't make people mad. Much of the body of Christ is now full of people-pleasers instead of God-pleasers. Revelations 1.8 in the New King James, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. My friends, this verse says who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Jesus will be coming back soon to gather his people in the clouds, including all those that turn to him and repent in the coming great end-time harvest. And that includes, praise God, many people involved in the sins we just discussed. Revelations 22.13, New King James. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Verse 17, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires Let him take the water of life freely. Folks, isn't that amazing? The water of life is free. Jesus marked it paid in full at the cross of Calvary and with his resurrection from the dead. Praise God. Isaiah 12, 3 in the New King James. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. My friends, the water of God's wells of salvation comes with great joy. Isaiah 55, 1, an invitation to abundant life. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Again, my friends, we don't need money for the waters of God or any of God. It's paid in full. John 4, 10, Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it was who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Folks, Jesus told the Samaritan woman at the well that she should ask for the living water, which is a gift from God. Notice again, we have to ask, desire, and thirst for the things of God. Now, verse 14, But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. My friends, when we drink of the living water of God, we shall never thirst, and this fountain of life in us will spring us into an everlasting life with Jesus in heaven. Revelation 7 17. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them into living fountains of water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Folks, notice that the Lamb will lead us to the living fountains of waters or the fountains of the waters of life. The Lamb is Jesus and not any other false God that the Bible warns us about. John 7 37 and 38. The promise of the Holy Spirit. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. My friends, notice one of the multiple meanings of this verse. Jesus says, On the last day, the last day. 
He wants every sinner to receive his lordship, to accept his free gift of heaven, and let him come to Jesus and drink. Again, we choose to come to Jesus for the living water. 38. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Folks, that is the Holy Spirit in us. When we truly believe in Jesus, live for him, live his word, the Bible, out of us will flow rivers of living water. Ephesians 5, 26 and 27. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. My friends, the word of God will sanctify and cleanse us with washing of water by this word of God. That is why so many churches in these end times are so far off. You can read about them in the book of Revelations. Many churches have left the word of God and now preach philosophy and or psychology and or the new age teachings or the world's teachings and views. They'll say, Every road leads to God, and all sorts of teaching from the devil. 27. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Folks, any preaching that condones or promotes sin is not of God, or preaching that never talks about sin. Jesus is coming back for a holy glorious, and without spot or wrinkle church. Hebrews 10.22 Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. My friends, we can draw near to God with the true heart, with full assurance of faith, and being washed with the pure water of God. Thank you, Father, for washing us of our sins when we thirst for you and live for you. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you're a good, merciful God. We choose to live a life that glorifies you. Thank you for washing us with your word, Father, and that that's a continual process, Father, that we can never get to a point where we say, well, that's enough. No, it's like an onion, your word, Father. We just keep peeling back more, more revelation. And Father, we choose to continue that to our last breath. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.